Think back to times in your life where making friends was a piece of cake. For many of us, that's elementary school and college, which some call university. But if you're in your 20s and 30s, you might realize that making friends is actually quite hard. Today, we're exploring what is it about making friends that becomes more challenging as we get older and what actions we can take to remedy this. Let's get into it. First of all, post-college slash university, the challenge becomes, where can I make friends? Where can I meet people who will become my friends? As in, what is the physical location that you can meet people who will later turn into friends of yours? When external factors change, it can be challenging to meet people who become our friends. You've probably experienced this yourself. According to Rebecca G. Adams, a professor of sociology and gerontology at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, there are three conditions that must be met in order to make close friends. Proximity, repeated unplanned interactions, and a setting that encourages people to let their guard down and confide in each other. Sound familiar? Okay, so for many of us, in the U.S. at least, that's college. I know it was for me. If you have a similar experience, you might be nodding as well. So when our adulthood rolls around and we're hashtag adulting, what about making friends? When these conditions seem lacking or not all three conditions are met, we might need to get a bit creative. All right, so now let's look at a few possibilities. Work friends. So you might say work friends, right? That's where I'll meet some people who will become my close friends. But for some, that can be a little bit iffy. The reason being is that friendships with colleagues might, and I say might because it's not always the case, but they might take on a transactional effect, meaning it might be unclear where networking and business interactions stop and real friendships start. And I'm not saying it's impossible. It really just depends on the nature of the people that you're interacting with, the line of work that you're in, the industry, the work environment, the work culture, and personalities as well. So I've encouraged you to test the theory out yourself. See if work friendships can transcend that transactional feel and what catapults it into the real friendship zone. In many ways, if you can take the transactional element and the competitive nature out of the work friendship equation, then you're probably positioned well to make friends with this person, even if it's a work friend. So it could be as simple as connecting with people from the same company, but who happen to be in different departments. Or you can suss out personalities and find the friends that have compatible personalities with yours. And that really is just about trial and error and keeping an open mind. All right, the second one, 
the anti-best friend. I think a lot of us have this image in our minds of the perfect best friend. That's the Jack or Jill of all trades, so to speak. Meaning this best friend is a reflection of our actual or our ought self or some combination of the two. So they might be the friend with whom we go to the gym, with whom we have heart to hearts, with whom we grab brunch on a lazy Sunday, with whom we discuss life goals, with whom we go through both the tough times and the fun times, and is there for us no matter what transition we find ourselves in. So as we get older, this starts to become less of a thing. And that's because of two main reasons that I can think of. One is that that person doesn't really exist. And two, that our expectations have evolved and our standards have increased. So in this case, maybe you don't need one best friend, one Jack or Jill of all trades. Maybe you actually need an anti-best friend. And so instead, what ends up happening is that you have a friend that you do different things with. Maybe you have a separate friend that you go to the gym with, another friend you do brunch with, another friend that's your hiking buddy. Maybe you have a coffee friend. Maybe you have a book club friend. Maybe you have a neighbor friend. Maybe you have a parent friend and so on and so forth. So as you can see, essentially what you're doing is compartmentalizing and you have specific friends for very specific needs. All right, and the last one, a connector. So this is actually my favorite one. And ultimately, if you're lucky enough to come across this type of friend, they might just be the answer to your prayers. So I have two actually different names for this type of friend, a connector and a professional friend. And I can't really make up my mind which one is the better title for this person. Maybe after I share the explanation with you, you can decide and let me know. So a connector is someone who takes friendship and expanding their social circles very, very seriously. It's essentially part of their job in life. For some, it could even be their main purpose in life without them labeling it as such, but they're very social, they're very extroverted, they're genuine, they're authentic, they're really about getting to know people, including as many people as they can in their social circles. Ultimately, the best friend you could ever hope to have. And if you can be genuine friends with someone like this, then you are in the best of hands. And let me tell you why. Your social life will go from static to dynamic. Connectors are always on the lookout for making friends and connecting people with each other. So if they meet you and they learn all about you and they know your personality and your interests and your hobbies, they're going to think of another person that they can connect you with. And if there isn't a person like that yet, as their social circles expand, they're going to keep you top of mind and as soon as someone who seems like they would be a good fit for your own friend circle and social circle, they will introduce you. They will help you expand your own social circles. They bring people together. They're on the lookout for friends to add to their social circles all the time. And like I said, they tend to be extroverted, although I have met people who are a bit of both. They're a bit of an ambivert, so they're a mixture of an extrovert and an introvert. But for the most part, in my experience at least, these connectors tend to be more extroverted. 
personality types. And they're also really good at finding events, even the esoteric ones that you have never even thought about or were not publicized anywhere that you saw. They're really good about finding cool experiences and activities to do. And it's a lot of fun to experience these kinds of activities with them. They essentially do all the heavy lifting for you. All you have to do is show up and be in a good mood and put your best foot forward, so to speak. So the point here is, if you can find yourself a connector, not only will you experience a richer social life, but they might just be the person to help get you off the couch and into a cafe or onto a mountain on one lazy Sunday when you don't feel like doing anything, but you know you should. So of course, the real magic of a connector comes from developing a true friendship with them. They will be the first to detect any inauthenticity or insincerity. So definitely show up as your true, most authentic self. You'll notice that their professional friendship skills will also start rubbing off on you. And suddenly you become the type of friend who remembers everyone's birthdays, sends them cards, hosts little soirees, and shares books with your friends too. That's just how amazing these people are. So there you have it, a few reasons why it is difficult to make friends in adulthood, but the good news is that if we can meet the three conditions crucial to making good friends, then we're well on our way to expanding our social circles. And I've also shared ways of making work friendships work, having specific friends to fulfill specific social needs and interests. And if you're lucky enough to be friends with a connector, you are golden. So definitely be on the lookout for a connector friend. And then trust me when I say, your social life will never be the same, in a good way. All right, Explorers, that's it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me for this lesson. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, give it a big thumbs up if you are watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to our podcast, then make sure you leave us a nice review. You can leave up to five stars. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you're reading this as a blog post, you can also check out our transcript of this lesson, which is found on our blog at explearning.co forward slash blog. And there I encourage you to sign up for our free newsletter. It's 100% free and you'll get all the newest lessons and any updates happening over here at Exploring. And also if English is not your first language and you'd like to improve your pronunciation, English skills, speaking skills, so on and so forth, then you might wanna check out our other website and podcast and YouTube channel, which is called Advanced English. So I encourage you to do that. Just head on over to advancedenglish.co. All right, I will see you in the next Exploring. Keep up the awesome work and we will be together again very, very soon. Bye for now. Thank you.